Hello and welcome back to Drivel. Uh, this is the Motoring Podcast brought to you by a couple of regular petrol heads. We are your hosts. I'm Mo. I'm Mo. And we are really excited to be back. That probably doesn't make I'm sense even, to you, like, though. I'm quite excited. Actually, I, I prefer this. Well, this new setup actually means I don't get to see your face. Yeah, I should explain. Good, we, we've, got, um, we've got some uh, new microphone stands and, and pop filters that basically to make us sound, I was going to say make us sound more professional, but in reality, it just makes us sound that less terrible. Doesn't happen, yeah. Yeah, it's just going to make us sound slightly less terrible. So hopefully, you guys will notice a, a difference and an improvement. I'm noticing a difference and an improvement because, as I said, I can't see his face. I've already taken that, so you have to cut some original material, mate. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah carrying your ass. Not some things never change. We ain't been around for about two months. They've missing us, but you're still the same old dry material. One month, actually. So Is it one uh, month? just to explain mm. to our listeners, because this this won't make sense to you guys. Um, Why not? They were on lockdown the same as us. No, so no, they no, haven't. They haven't heard from us for right, a while. I'm going to explain this concept again. The concept of we don't record the show and instantly release it. Between this happening you and I recording and the show being made available to our listeners ears something magical happens called editing and yeah. uploading and all of the other hard work that I do that takes about a week or so so what we're recording now won't oh. go live for another week but the episode that is going out today as we're recording episode eight that's the first episode that the lovely ladies and gentlemen will be hearing after a month of lockdown so, so they haven't heard us for a month yeah but but by yeah. the time they hear this they will have it would have been a week since they heard us when was the last time you uploaded anything? A month ago. Yeah, so they haven't heard from us for a month. Right, I'm sure you guys all get it. He clearly does not. And I don't think I ever will, to be honest with you. Hang on, let's go back to a, a week. So I sit here, do all the hard work of entertaining and educating our listeners, and it takes you a week to sort this shit out. Yes, that's right. Well, just to remind our listeners that I am still looking for a new co-host, yeah? That hasn't <laughs> changed. And, and also, what I will say is, uh, nobody has bothered applying Nobody wants to work. That's with because you. it's taken you. I bet you that's the episode you're taking the longest to edit, and I bet you skipped it and probably <laughs> edited it out. So I'm going to keep mentioning it every single episode, random drop it so that some so that it gets out there and we get until eventually you find somebody who's yeah. willing to work with you. Even though I just go solo and do it alone on this show, I would love to see the edited outcome of that. There will be no edits. There will be no edits. He's just going to record into his phone and then press send. That's and it. a few random people in his contacts will get a WhatsApp yeah. audio message. I think that's probably what's going to end up happening. Um, but yeah, If I'm distracted, I'll do this. I'm looking for a new polisher, by the way. So. Is that, you're looking for a yeah. new polisher. Um, that's not a person, by the way. He's looking for an actual machine uh, rather than a, a person who can polish things yeah. for him. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Sorry, a polishing machine. But yes, we are excited. Because we're back, we haven't recorded for a month. That's not going to be apparent to you guys because the episode you heard last week will be, well, last week's episode, but we didn't record. It's been but a we month haven't recorded for a month, so it's not going to be last week's episode. Fine. Okay. They get it. You don't. We're, we're all good. But yeah, we're excited to be back. We've got a really, really good episode for you this week. You already know what's coming up because we told you in last week's episode, we're going to carry on playing one of our games. I might have burnt this one. You might have what? Sorry? Burnt this one. Burnt this one. Yeah. What, as in you're going to lose? I don't know. We don't know who I didn't, lost. I didn't understand the rules. So I mean, at this stage, you and I don't know who lost the last game either, because the, uh, the the post will be going up tonight as we're recording, and the votes will be coming in over the week. Okay. So we don't yet know who spent their five hundred thousand pounds on new cars better. You were right. I mean, I think it was me because we were quite, my, well, most cars were quite similar. Actually, I think they were. I mean, I had some I had some better choices in there. No, you didn't. There. You had a convertible in there, so your your entries are all none or void. Well, there, there is, there is, there is that. Anyone who votes for that, I'm going to unfollow them off the Instagram page. 
Oh, is that what you're going to do? I'm going to like, so they don't follow us anymore, yeah. <laughs> um, right, so the, there is actually something that to, uh, to, to to say, something very important, something that we say at the beginning oh, of every show. I haven't oh, forgotten about that. Oh, 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 oh. I thought you'd forgotten about it, man. I haven't forgotten about Listen, it. Listen, no. I haven't forgotten about it. I'm sure our listeners haven't forgotten about it, okay? They've had a month to catch up with all our podcasts and they've had to listen to it time and time and time again. That is all true. So the disclaimer is, we do give advice, people do listen to what we say, and we're not just here chatting rubbish, so pay attention. Yeah, not really. Um, I mean, thank you for giving me that wonderful intro to enable me to then go into the disclaimer. And the disclaimer is as such, we are not professional motoring journalists. Oh, let's have a look for this part. <laughs> He's ignoring okay, me already. So We're not professional motoring journalists. We aren't professional uh, podcast sh- hosts. We aren't professional audio engineers. We aren't professional anything. You this... definitely ain't a professional audio engineer. It takes you a week to sort this stuff out. Yeah, and actually setting up this new equipment today probably took us both about half an hour. So I would say even kind of basic, I was going to call it engineering, but it's not even engineering tasks. Basic DIY tasks defeat us. So uh, whatever category of uh, professionalism that falls into, we're not that either. Um, But bottom line, we aren't professional. This is not what we do for a living. This is just something that we do for fun and for your entertainment. And therefore, you should listen to us. You should enjoy what we're about to say and enjoy Although what we have to say. Although, make a living off of this? You It'd know. be great to make a living yeah. off of this. So if anybody, anybody wants to pay job. us for this crap, then, then please do. Uh, but yeah, listen to us. Enjoy what we're about to say. Uh, laugh with us. Laugh at us. We don't really mind. That's up to you. Um, but what you shouldn't do is you shouldn't take anything that we say as advice and then act upon it yes and if you, you do when we're telling you to buy about cars yes, yeah you should. In, uh, no you shouldn't um and if you do listen to it and you act upon it and something goes wrong that's your fault because we told you not to that's every time you mention a disclaimer yeah. i'm going to talk about the person who's bought a car by on the back of our advice toyota who have liked us and the post so we're getting recognition from toyota and honda who have taken away those bloody touchscreen things and putting in actual physical buttons so there you go there's three people no actually one person and two major corporations <laughs> worldwide that have listened to our advice so every time if you insist on throwing out your disclaimer i'm just going to insist on talking about that again and again okay and actually toyota liked us again because they're considering us giving us the new toyota yaris gt to test drive they, they would if you got the name of it right it's not the toyota yaris gt it's the yeah, toyota yaris I, gr yeah fucked up there or the Toyota GR Yaris, I think it's actually called the GR Yaris. Well, I didn't even refer to it as a Toyota, did I? I refer to it as a... What did I call it out on? What? On the Instagram post. Oh, I don't know what... Manuf- what was it? I don't know what manufacturer you referred to it as, but you didn't refer to it oh. as Toyota. No, yeah. I didn't, did I? So yeah. you, yeah. <laughs> so you got the manufacturer on the- That's why they're not giving us one. That's why they're not going to give Wait, us one to drive. We will get our hands on one at some point. I don't know, maybe when it becomes a used bargain. I'll make um, one. But yeah, for, for the moment, they've, uh, they're, they're not going to give us one. But that's fine. And I blame you. It's all your fault for... Uh, basically to calling them the wrong manufacturer which I'm sure they took massive offence to while you're doing that I don't know if you re- you I say I don't know if you remember you won't remember it's been a month but you set me a bit of a task did I? yeah you did so when we were talking last week's episode when we were talking about new cars and we were talking about how we would spend our money uh, and you started talking I can't remember which vehicle we were talking about but you mentioned horsepower and you said, why do they use PS? And you expected me to know the answer to that. Yes, I did. You failed. I failed. I didn't know the answer to that. But I did go away and research it. And I'm so glad I did because the answer is fucking hilarious. Oh, God, are you going to bore this shit out? No, no, no. You will enjoy this answer. Go on, go on, Honestly, then. you know how we normally bicker from start to finish? 
This is something we're going to bond over because it's really, really funny. Um, So we we refer to engine power as as horsepower, right? Brake horsepower. Brake horsepower or horsepower. PS is a German word, which I'm going to now mispronounce. It's Fiederstreicher or something like that. Fiederstreicher. And it translates to horse strength. P.S. is horse, horse strength. strength. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to have to contain myself because I find that hilarious. I don't know if it's just me and I'm immature, but to me, that's hilarious. P.S. Ooh. is horse strength. strength. German okay. for horse strength. Do you know what was even more funny when I did this research? Mm. You would think that horse strength what? and horse power... Same thing, isn't it? Same thing, what right? Yeah. As it turns out, <laughs> a horse's strength is 98.6% of a horse's power. Say again. A horse's strength is 98.6% of a horse's power. So where you see like 700 PS, yeah. but the BHP is like 720 or whatever, or 710. Yeah. That's because, I don't know why, maybe someone in Germany doesn't like horses. A horse's strength is apparently not equal to, to, its, a, power. to its power. So, Pierre, what? Now, now, let's keep in mind is this a bit like- that this is all bollocks anyway, because at no point in time, and I haven't done the research on this, but I'm willing to go out on a limb here and say, at no point in time has anyone ever taken, oh, I don't know, a BMW M3, which has got 330 horsepower, lined it up against 330 horses, <laughs> and just checked <laughs> that they're equal. Pretty sure that hasn't happened. Actually, here's another task for you. How do they measure a horse's strength then, or power? Don't know. Maybe get it to do some bench lifting. Bench, yeah, bench pressing, sorry. Bench How lifting. Me- <laughs> that's not an exercise. Don't go lifting benches. Right, that's, that's your job for next week. That's my job for how, next week. How, uh, do, how do they measure a horse's strength or power? I don't know. Maybe they park a car next to it and see who wins. I really don't know. But that's I found ridiculous. it really, really amusing that but PS what? stands for horse strength. But why have they gone with PS then? Because there's more than just German manufacturers. So why have they just why have they chosen the German? Why have they adopted PS? PS? Yeah, I don't now, know. Americans still use it. I'm not sure what. Actually, the obs- no, they probably don't. I mean, but- the bigger question we should be asking is what's the obsession with horses? I get that there was the whole horse and cart thing, and that's where cars came from. Well, I guess well, but that's still a bit. You know what? I bet that's where it has come from. It pretty I bet has it's come, just come from. from that. Yeah, it has. And horses are pretty. Strong. I don't know if I can say powerful or strength. Like strong, strong. Yeah, yeah. Um, horses are both powerful uh, and, and strong. And strong, yeah. <laughs> Although so their strength is not yeah. equal to their power. So it's, oh, that's a good point, actually. So we'd, oh, we'd have to find out actually how they measure a horse's strength. <laughs> you can do that. Okay, I will do that. Anyway, right. That's not the purpose of this episode, but I thought I would share that interesting fact with you. Yeah. No. Well. Yeah. Pointless fact. Pointless fact. But the purpose of today's episode, as we said last week, is our depreciation game. So last week we had a hypothetical, unfortunately, it's not very not real. Uh, we had a hypothetical half a million pounds each to go and spend on five cars. And oh, what was your issue with that challenge? My issue with that challenge, we did that a month ago. You've forgotten. You, you've forgotten. What did I say? Well, hang on, my issue was yeah. In the week... It was, oh yeah, because it was new cars. No oh, one buys yeah, new yeah. cars, they're shit. <laughs> so no one, no one buys new cars, they're shit. I mean, clearly that's not true because everyone buys new cars. That's why you end up with used cars. If no one bought new cars, you wouldn't have used cars. Anything after 2006 is pretty much rubbish, to be fair. But so we'll, we'll test your theory. So he had a, an issue with the fact that we were only allowed to buy new cars. So the depreciation game allows you to only buy used cars. I mean, that's buy cars with personality, game. soul, passion. Sure, all of those things. The aim of the game is spend whatever you like. Spend. You can buy five cars. 
These are five cars that you would own, run and drive, which means you've got to take into account how reliable they are, how costly they would be to repair, how much fuel you've got to put into the thing if that's the kind of thing that, that kind of concerns you about running costs, etc., etc. To be honest, not, neither of us are you know, kind of big MPG uh, freaks, I guess. We're not overly bothered. In the sense that we don't give a damn. It's a car, it's going to use fuel. And really, it's not going to make much difference if it's 27 or 28 or 29 or 30 MPG. This, this is true. We no said this difference. before. It doesn't. It, it comes down to how you drive, really, rather than the car. I mean, obviously, there's But you always difference. get the idiots that walk in and say, what's the MPG on this? Yeah. Um, I don't know if those idiots whisper into microphones, but what he said was, what's the MPG on this in a very strange, weird way, if you didn't hear him. So yeah, so, th- so this week we're spending our hard-earned fictional money on used cars. And the point of the game is... Uh, hard-earned? I stole it, mate. It, it's free. It's fictional oh, no. money. So it's not hard-earned. I stole it. I know. Hence money. I said hard-earned fictional Oh my God, I was being sarcastic. Oh, sorry. It, has it been that long that you've forgotten that I'm sarcastic at every other sentence? No, it's just been that long where I've been able to abuse you every time you open your mouth. Right, okay, he's missed this. Uh, and he has, actually. He sent me a message a couple of weeks ago saying, I really miss recording Drivel. I was like, why? Because I miss abusing you. I was expecting there to be some kind of, um, I don't know, uh, sentimental reason as to why he missed it. You know, I, I, I miss having a chat with you about cars. I really enjoy kind of recording and putting something out there and entertaining the fans. No, 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 none of that. I miss abusing you. No, I can't get to miss you because every time I send you a message or you call me, your face pops up on my phone. That's not my fault. Though. You've yeah, got it is. A picture you're the one. You the, you're the one that's got an airbrush picture as your profile picture. <laughs> put put your exhaust on or something. It's not. It's not airbrushed. And also, he loves it when I call him. I sometimes send him messages and he says, "Can you call me, please? I'll see your picture." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, right. So back to the game. Yeah, um, five cars. Yeah. And because it's about it's a depreciation challenge, the winner of the challenge is the person whose cars have depreciated the most since they were new to when we are buying. Wouldn't them. it be the least? No, no, no. Depreciated the most, had the best value for money, and we're going to ah, okay. and we're going to represent that as a percentage, not okay. as pounds, because as I said, the budget is not set. We can spend as much or as little as we like. Um, so it's well, know, there is no overall budget or no budget for the car either. So it's just yeah, e- exactly that. So we're looking at percentage difference between original price of the vehicle and the price you can get it for today. And just so that we're clear, this isn't the price I reckon I could get it for if I hit this guy hard with a low offer because we're in no, the middle no. of a pandemic. It's the average price that's advertised that. Really, this is the price yeah. that the vehicle is advertised at. Absolutely right. So that's what we're going to do. Um, who wants to kick off with their first car? Right, five cars, remember? Five cars. Yeah, I'm going to be excited, but sorry. Well, right. I'm glad because last week you did four cars, even when we were to do five, and then you had to find the fifth car while we were recording. It was a great car yeah. that you found, but still. Yeah, because I was struggling with new cars, isn't it? Because they're rubbish. Mm. So this one's like, this is this is it. These are Fun. cars with like, you know what I mean? Cars that you want to own. Should have bought anyway when they were new. Right, all right, let's go first. I'm going to go first, right? BMW E38 750. Oh, okay. For all of those you lot don't know, just think about James Bond and his, yeah. Pierce Brosnan in his, in, his, in his E38, the silver one. You know, it's... Poverty spec one, but it's the 750. So actually, I'll tell you, my gone. I was going to say, and and also for anyone who's a film fan um, and who's not familiar with Pierce Trans- Brosnan, oh, yeah, transporter. it was it was, the, it was the BMW in the first transport, in the, first. the one that gets blown up. That is where that is where that is how why I bought my first seven series. Yeah, that wasn't a 750, by the way, in that film. It was a no, no, that was a 735. But it was converted to a manual. They actually converted it to a manual themselves. Oh, did they? For that yeah, film? yeah, for that film, okay. for that film. So you'll never find. 
I don't think you'll ever find a manual E38. Maybe in the diesels, but they didn't run for that long. Um, so that is, a, they, they, I don't know why they did it for the movie. They, well, I suppose they needed them to do wheel spins and jump off a two-foot bridge. Um, I don't know how that works. but um, You need a manual gearbox for that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he operated the Coney suspension on it as well. Yes. Um, but yeah, I remember watching that film. When I saw that film, I must have been about 21, 22 or something at the time. Mm. And I thought, you know what, I want a 7 Series. That's it. So I went out and bought a 728 Poverty Spec 7 Series, not knowing much about them at the time. But I still had, I run it for about a year, a year or two. And then I was like, um, I'm going to get one again. And then I don't know if I've mentioned before that the more, I'll mention that, I'll talk about that in another episode, the other 740 that I had. Yeah, but you did um, have a 740. Didn't oh, you? I did have a 740. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful but, 740. But you selected a 750. I selected a 750. Now, now, before we go further, I know that these cars at the moment are suffering from what I'd like to call modern classic tax. So I'm sure all of our listeners have heard of this, but we, we seem to be going through a phase where cars are being treated like artwork and classic, I say classic cars, modern classic cars, so cars from kind of the last 15, 20 years are enjoying a resurgence and yeah. there's massive demand for them yeah. and the prices they command are ridiculous. Ridiculous, yeah. Typically, you'd expect a car to depreciate as soon as it leaves the showroom and the price just starts to fall and decline until eventually the car ends up on yeah. a scrap heap. These cars have hit their lowest point and, then and are starting to, yeah. to, to, to incline. Wait. And prices in some cases are even higher than you know what they would have been when they were new. Yeah, yeah. That's not the case with the 750. No, it's well not the case with the But, but I, I don't mind that if the car has been looked after. Yeah, if the car has been well maintained, yeah. and it's what I don't mind. What I don't like is chances that I've just got one beat it up and they're trying to sell it for like stupid money when someone like an enthusiast or me someone that's got love for the car could buy it as a project and do it up slowly slowly if they didn't have it at a stupid price yeah i see your, i see your point so, there, there, there is a there is a lot of that i've got a model that kind of resembles the one that everyone's after so i'm going to charge a premium for it yeah, just because exactly. even it's a heap of shit but anyway yeah. your 750i give us some more details i'm really interested to hear about this one I like so this 750i yeah uh, the e38 um it's a v12 yeah, uh, engine obviously fully loaded. I think I think in that era, I think BMW's flagship cars were ahead of Mercedes. Even though Mercedes did a lot in terms of technology, but I think in terms of the comfort, the engine, the way they drove, I think they were ahead of Mercedes in in that in that department. Certainly in terms of looks, they were. That was yeah, a very nice looking car. What year? Remind me what kind of. So year they would have finished. So V Reg was probably the last. One, so 99. 99? Yeah. Yeah, 99 is the last time they would have they would have ran, run that. I don't know if the 750 ran to that, but that shape did run. To that okay. Point, yeah. What's so the, the one I the had one was a, the one I had was an X. The one I had was an X Ridge actually. So the year of the one that I've got is 2001. Oh, so it oh, runs 2001. To, sorry, it runs to 2001. Runs to 2001. Yeah, so it's yeah. a late model. Late model, 5.4, 750 facelift. Um, this is actually the limo version, actually, which you oh, would it's definitely want to get. Yeah, long wheelbase. Oh, my fan. Ninety-nine thousand miles on the clock. Fine. It's in silver, which isn't my. I'm not a fan of silver cars, to be fair. And I think a bigger car needs to be in a darker color. But we'll ignore the the color choices at the moment. Um, yeah, fully loaded lumber seats, electric seats, front, back. It, it's got the lot. Um, so brand new. Would mm -hmm. you want the brand new price or the used price? I don't mind. Hit me in either order. Okay, so I'll give you the used price. No, no, okay. the brand new price on this car when it came out was about between 75 and 80K. Okay. And that's your fully loaded 750. We'll go yeah. with 80,000 to you. Let's go with 80,000. Yeah, because yeah. if it's fully loaded, it's probably likely to be at the higher end. Yeah, that. yeah. You get this car now, and this is probably, this is probably an expensive 
version of a used one. Oh, but okay, so this is one that's commanding that. This uh, is one that's commanding that premium, yeah. So yeah, this is on for 12 grand. Hey, that's not that bad. Average, I would say, you could probably pick them up off Auto Trader for about, I'd say, sub 10. That's not bad. Well, I, sub 10, actually. I expected it to be more. Yeah. I did expect it to be more. And actually, do you know what? That's probably a sensible buy. I reckon if you bought that now, cared for it properly, and you could still drive it around a little oh, God, bit. Yeah. First of all, you wouldn't lose any money on it in the next few years, and it no. may well go up. No. no. You're all, you won't lose any money. It probably will go the, up. The, the 50i engined cars of that era, so the 750, the 850, yeah. they are commanding a premium they because they're, 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 they're the V12s. They were a simple engine, but if they go wrong, they're a hassle. Anything with the 12 yeah. cylinders, if it goes yeah. wrong, is yeah. a hassle, to be fair. I mean, to be fair, you could probably pick up a 750 for under eight grand. Uh, mind you, it won't be it won't it won't be immaculate, but it'll still be in very good condition. The bodywork in that will still be in good condition. Okay, cool. That's a out of the gate. That's pretty strong. Mm -hmm. I went with something similar for my first car. So if you think back to when I wait, did you want the depreciation figure? It's eighty five percent. I've just calculated. It. Okay, you've done it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's see. I, fine. Don't worry. I've got a spreadsheet right here. We're, we're all good. All right. Um, I Why went with something. Get it wrong then. <laughs> That's why I've got a spreadsheet here. Because oh, I leave the calculations to you then. Yeah, uh, twelve thousand pounds over eighty thousand is the original price. It's a, it's an eighty-five percent uh, depreciation. Okay. Um, so I did something similar for my first car as well. If you think back to last week, where both of us chose S-Class Mercedes as our kind of big family yeah, car, yeah, as yeah, I went yeah, for yeah. a long wheelbase. Yeah. I did the same thing this time. I went for a long <laughs> wheelbase car as my family car of uh, choice. Yeah. I went on the theme of transport, or I didn't go BMW. You I went. went Audi. Audi A8. S. No, oh, I didn't. I went A8. A8. Yes, and oh, I did okay. this on purpose because I wanted the long wheelbase. So the you're a freaking midget. We've discussed this before. I know, but I, it's just if you're going to carry people around, and give them as much space as possible. My my, I, I would say my my wife and daughter would appreciate it. You don't but carry I'm, anyone. I'm, I'm anyway, quite sure they wouldn't yeah. want to be sat inside a 15 year old Audi A8 which has got 82,000 miles on it. But okay. whatever. They, this is my game. They, All right. they can't choose here. So it's an A8. I didn't go for an S line. I went for an SE Comfort Spec. What? Yeah, Comfort ruining Spec. Ruining the game. I'm not ruining the game. I went yeah. for I went for an SE. It's Quattro, obviously, long wheelbase. Now the engine. I went for the 4.2 litre turbo diesel, not oh, the petrol. God. Why? Why? Why would you go for a diesel? Tons of torque. If you're talking about a cru comfortable cruising car, you just need something with bags of torque, and that's exactly what this thing has. Uh, yeah. And it was 2005, which I think was pre-DPFs and all that nonsense as well. Yes, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's yeah, a fairly reliable like engine. Um, 82,000 miles this car's got on it, which is low for a diesel. And we, we've discussed this before. This is a bit of advice that you should obviously ignore because of my disclaimer. But be wary of exceptionally low mileage diesels in the yeah. used car market. Especially mm. modern diesel. So modern diesels I told you have your disclaimer is just a load of bullshit. It is a load of bullshit. But I'm still going to carry on doing it because it winds you up. That's the main reason I say a lot of what I say in these shows. I love your reaction, the bickering. So if you're going to buy a modern diesel, a used modern diesel, they come with these things called DPS, diesel particulate filters. And these filters are designed to capture a lot of the, uh, the crap that comes out of yeah. the diesel engines yeah. that doesn't pollute the environment. Mm. Great. I mean, that's wonderful what, what it does. I mean, diesel engines are not that great for the environment anyway. But one with a DPF is, is, is going to be better than one without a DPF. Now, over time, these filters fill up. And what happens is the car goes through a cleaning cycle of burning the, the, the contaminants that it captures uh, and turning them into like a, a, an ash. And, and that ash then takes up less space within the filter. Yeah. And that means that the filter takes longer to fill up. 
Now, these filters are really expensive. We're talking like a thousand pounds to replace, if not more. And some modern diesels have more than one diesel particulate filter. Bigger engine diesels have like two of them. Um, And a diesel that hasn't been driven a lot is more likely to have a clogged up diesel particulate filter because the car hasn't been able to do that clean burn regen cycle yeah. that it does. I think like you need to put it on the motorway, drive it. Like when you say a lot, you could have both cars that have done, for example, 70,000 miles, but if one's done 70,000 miles around town and the other one's done 70,000 up and down the M4 or M1 or whatever, that will clean its particulate filter. The, 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 the town run won't that, you know, clog but, up. But, but that's true of all cars, regardless of petrol or diesel. If you've got a car that's done 70,000 miles around town, it will undoubtedly be more worn out and its components will be more worn out than a car that's done 70,000 miles. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was just talking the DPF specific. But yeah, so be wary of a car that a diesel, used diesel car that's got exceptionally low mileage because it hasn't been driven a lot. As to Toho's point, chances are it's been used for shorter journeys rather than longer ones. So that the car hasn't been able to go through its regeneration cycle and you may be facing a pretty big diesel particulate filter replacement bill. There were famous stories of Fiat 500 diesels that people had bought to drive around the city cars because, hey, a Fiat 500 yeah, is a small yeah, yeah. city car. And, um, and they clogged up DPF filters pretty quickly because all they did was drive them yeah. around town and, and Fiat wouldn't cover it on the warranty because why would they? It's a consumable item and owners would have to go and spend, you know, thousands of pounds of free, yeah. sorting I'd, them out so so yeah word of warning this is a little bit low 82,000 miles given it's a 15 year old car it is a little bit low but one former keeper with a full service history that's another piece of advice that you should ignore when you're looking at shopping when you're looking at used cars shopping for used cars very very easy to get uh, caught up on the whole uh, how many miles how many miles yeah, how we had that conversation is. today yeah, take yeah, a look yeah. at how many owners the car has had yeah. and how well it's been with, looked after a car with fewer owners is much more likely to be uh, maintained to a better standard and the simple logic is this this car this A8 was £65,000 when it was new the person who bought it brand new would have spent £65,000 of their hard-earned cash, whether they financed it or whatever is irrelevant, they would have treated this vehicle like a £65,000 vehicle. Yeah, looked after it. Then the owner who bought it afterwards, let's say that they bought it, well, let's say they bought it five years into its life, and they paid £30,000 for it. They would have treated it like a £30,000 vehicle. When you've got a car that's got five owners, and someone's bought it, as I would be in this case, as a £6,500 car, car, I'm going to maintain this like a £6,500 car. And that's the way you should be thinking about it. Number of owners is really, really important when you look at used cars. Yeah. But yeah, in that long spiel, I gave you all the information that you needed to know about what it is that I bought. So it's an Audi A8 SE Quattro, long wheelbase, 4.2 V8 turbo diesel. What range was yours? 2005, 05 plate. Okay. 82,000 miles, one former keeper, full service history, 65 grand new, price now 6495. 90% depreciation. Damn. So I've beaten you by 5% in car number one. All right, I'm going to jump onto car number two now because my car number two, mm. another big saloon. Oh, yeah, two big saloons. Yeah, two big saloons. Might as well. Audi. Oh, you did it again. You did the same as me, but you went S8. Yep, Audi S8 07 Ridge. Oh, V10. Yep. Um, you do know when we said that these would be cars that you'd have to 
maintain and run and forget fuel because that's not the thing here no no no, we're not talking about fuel yes we're talking about maintenance Um, costs yes but don't forget cheap on these but don't forget i do all my own maintenance work on my cars i know so So. if you were to buy this car i think we'd have to kiss goodbye to recording these episodes because you would just not have time you would be forever spending time repairing the car with the engine out on the driveway but but the idea is i do any preventative maintenance work before it on it I mean, anyway, it's a solid so, choice. I must admit, I did consider it because they are a bargain. Mate, so listen, you've got 444. I know you talk about talk, but 444 brake, mate. There's plenty of horse. Is that strength or power there? Did you say BHP? BHP, yeah. That's power. That's power. There's plenty of horsepower there to get There's you also the quite a lot of horse strength. Not as much there as horsepower. Is a, yeah, 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 behind you and that. Um, so yeah, they just well again they just fully loaded. They have everything in there, and it will have um, it will have a ton of torque as well. It's and a, have a ton of torque, yeah. It's and a again, five liter V ten engine, mate. Transporter again. That's what I've, that's what I've taken that from. He didn't have an S eight. No, he didn't. He had an A eight W twelve. He had an A eight, yeah. So, I've, but I've gone for actually. What did he have in the third film? I'd done. Or was this I the saw the third film? He's he's done the seven series. He's done. The, I think he's had an Audi. In, I think he had an Audi in two both in two films. I don't know. I need to watch the third film. I was actually thinking whether there has been a Transporter 3. Yeah, then, there has. Then there was Crank. No, no. He did three and then there was another Transporter out. Or maybe he did two and then someone else did Transporter 3. I'll check know. it in a minute when you start boring me with your spiel. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. S8. So, brand new. The S8 comes in at uh, 80 grand. Okay. 80 yeah. grand. What, this sorry, one. Yeah, was this 2007? This is a 2007. That's not bad value in 2007. 2007. 30. It's got, sorry, not 31,000. It? It's got 136,000 miles. Okay. But it's two owners. Ah, yeah. Full okay. service history. Check the MOT online as well. There hasn't been a single advisory on these MOTs. Wow, in 10 years of MOT history, no advisory. It's had failures and it's been repaired. Not a single advisory. You know what? I'd rather see no advisories and see failures that have been repaired than see a shitload of um, advisories. Yeah, because they can get neglected over time. Over yeah. time, you forget about them. Yeah, I agree with that. And then sometimes some MOT testers leave stuff out and miss stuff out, but the fact that never had an advisory, that's it. And obviously, I'll, I'll look at things a bit different to you because I do all my own work and that myself, so I thought, yeah, I, I can I can sometimes take a risk on a car. Um, so yeah, two owners, full service history, and this one's coming in at... Eight grand. Wow. 90% depreciation. It's 10% of its original cost. That's 90% yeah. depreciation. Yeah. What color was it? Black. What color was the interior? Black. Nice. Good for resale. Yeah, with the black. Mm. black uh, with anthrite wheels or something. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Okay, good second choice. I'm, I'm wondering why you need both a 750i and an S8, although barge what? heaven at this stage. That's it, mate. It's, this is, this is I, that's what it's all about. It's just about the power. In a, it, I can't. I can't knock about. either of these choices. By the you way, can't. I, I must admit, I considered the S8 over the A8 myself, yeah. but I went with the which one would I rather have to put up with in terms of maintenance? Maintenance. And that yeah. diesel is a more reliable engine. Oh, I wouldn't want to put up with the diesel for maintenance because the petrol. Uh, okay, it's more reliable, but if anything goes wrong, a petrol engine is much easier, much cleaner to work on. Yeah, I would true. not want to work on a diesel. That's true, but then I don't do any of my own work, so yeah. I'm having to work on a diesel at the moment. It's not nice. It's, it's not. Um, okay. Right, so you, I, I'll drop my next one. Go on then. Yeah, you go into car number three. Here we go. This is the one, yeah? 
Rover Coupe 220 Turbo. Obviously, that was going to you be. You know, the list. it had to come in there, mate. Right. So this, this is, is the Tomcat. You found this the Tomcat Tom for sale. Yes. I'm yes. surprised you didn't buy this in real life, though. Or was it just too? He wants too much money for it. Yeah. Right. So this isn't going to be good for the game, I imagine. Yeah. Well, it wasn't that. It doesn't want that much money for it. So obviously, everyone knows about the Rover Coupe 220 Turbo. It's an iconic. Car. <laughs> it needs no. Well ahead of its time. <laughs> it, it doesn't need no. Well ahead of its time. Broke all kinds of speed records, land speed records. It did not. Well, yes, it did. What yes, it did. did oh it my! I've been through this. It got the highest average top speed of its time when it was coming out. When it goes around Millbrook, I think it has got plenty of records when it came out. Okay, stop hating. Just because you've never owned one, never driven one. All right. Fake no desire. No desire to do. Yeah. Well, you need to. So. Brand new. It's 200 brake back in the day, man. What's back in the day? What year are we talking? 94, 95. Okay. They come up to M NREG. N, yeah, the FDH spec models. Yeah. So M and NREG. Yeah. Okay. Um, brand new. These were 18 grand. I was going to say a bargain compared to the other things on the list. It is a bargain. But it also. is an absolute bargain, mate. But now, to get, a good, to get a good one, nice quality one, you're looking five grand. That's not as much as I thought you would say. Oh no! For a nice one, five. That are you sure? Have you yeah. found one? Yeah, I've seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's one. There's a white one available up for seven. One? Yeah, for did seven. They didn't do them white originally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did. They wow, did. Rover were either yeah. trendsetters or trendsetters. Ran out of paint. They were trendsetters. They man. ran out they of paint. Out I think it was. No, they ran out of parts when they were putting cars together, but they didn't run out of paint. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there's a white one available for seven grand with eighty thousand miles on clock, but it's been it has been restored as in nut and bolt restoration. Well, eighty thousand miles is yeah. nothing. Yeah, and that's that's and that's only seven grand on a full resto. Okay. Yeah. So this one is a nice. This one is a charcoal grey. Okay, decent color. Um, it's a very nice color. So they so have that's a, again. That's another very modern color. Rover yeah, yeah, yeah. Were, were ahead of the time. Yeah, they had Tahiti or blue. They ha or they had tons of primer that they. Just I told you. Know, listen, over. they were well ahead of their time. Yeah, I'm telling you, they were too far ahead for everyone else. They should have come out later, and they would have been much better. <laughs> um, but it was in charcoal grey, had the original... The only thing that was different was the wheels, which were quite nice on it, but it was the FDH model, which that some people seem to... Some people seem... So, so what they did, they built a load of Rover Kube Turbos to export to Japan. Okay. And they're big in Japan and Turkey, actually, the Rover 220 Coupers. Japs love them, Turks love them. But they sent a load over, but... I think the second batch that they sent over didn't quite make it over there or didn't quite sell. I think it was the time Rover was going down. So they had to... They didn't quite make it over. <laughs> no, they made it over, but they got stuck in the port in Japan. So right. they had to re-import them back in. Okay. But they re-imported them back in like two years later or something. So they got a later registration. So they originally M-Reg, but then they got registered for N-Reg. But all the plates that were going out to Japan and, and then came back ended up getting FDH at the back. The last three digits. Right. So an FDH is just a re-imported Jap spec coupe, which people seem to cream over and think. So oh, the amount of stories you used to hear back in the day, yeah, this it's got an extra 20 brake horsepower. It's got an extra 50 brake. It gives you this. It gives you that. No, it was exactly the same as a normal 220 turbo. The only difference was, as standard, they had lever and aircon. And they had a little jack splints on the back and the third brake light. But there was no difference in power or performance. And they spent a year inside a shipping container. Yep. Yeah, you know how you Dry say storage. to me, "Dry stored." You're such a boring bastard, and yep. you veer off on all these bullshit stories that nobody cares about. Yep, that's exactly what you just did. I did. No one. Came, I didn't no veer one, off anywhere. You you went and started talking about number plate. Formats, so I, was telling, I was educating four. the people on the Rover Coupe two twenty turbo. No, Tom Car. They do. They do. So 
Half our followers are over lovers, mate. So I know what you're talking about. You haven't attracted anyone to this podcast. Half, half of our followers isn't big. We're still yeah. probably only at about exactly. 12 so you've listeners. got to thank me and my Rover fans for that. <laughs> so, what have you brought so, to this podcast? So, Nothing. So you with a few mates, yeah. just a burnt top. <laughs> Don't they can't see what I'm wearing? But you you only, you, the, the only reason you're wearing that because you had to wear it in lockdown, so no one saw you in that. Stop. He's, now he's just making fun of what I'm wearing as well. This is a new low. Right back to so, back to your, what's the depreciation on that? It's it's not very good um, in terms of the score. That's fine. I was hoping it wouldn't be on the rover. Seventy two percent. Okay, that's pretty bad. That's good. That's good. Right. Let me go back then to my list. Car mm. number two for me. Number two. Yeah, because I've only given you the Audi A eight. I'll give you. Okay. You were keen. You decided to give me car number three, and you were so excited about it. I thought, let's just let him. All right, go on in. Um. So car number two for me was is a hot hatch. So just like in our original list, we had a hot hatch each. I went for a hot hatch this time. I've got. I'll say you're copying me because my hot hatch was. A and I went coupe. for a BMW. Oh my! They don't. They don't. Right. Oh, okay. Wait. I'll wait till you finish. Go on. Yeah, because this. Go on. I think there's going to be an element of this car that I know you will like. I'm not saying you will like the whole package, but there's a part of this car I know you will like. I don't want to see your face when you're doing this now. So it's the BMW. It's the 130i, the first one series shape, which was not. Very nice looking. The hatchback. The hatchback, yeah. Not a very nice looking car. But the engine in the 130i was the straight six three litre engine that they put into the E46 330. Which, and you can't deny this, what an engine that was. The noise it makes, he's smiling. He knows this is a great <laughs> engine. The noise it makes is fantastic. It's got a great <laughs> amount of torque. It's I silky can't. smooth. Other than its cooling system, it's very, very reliable as an engine as well. I can't, when, I can't argue with the engine. No. And when it's paired to a manual gearbox... Yeah. For the, to be for fair, once, even, even on an auto, it was pretty yeah, decent. But, but, but for yeah. once, given BMW's manual gearboxes are pretty oh, crap, even in their M cars, they're not the best. For once, yeah. this engine suit, suited a manual gearbox more than it suited the auto. Did they still have that horrible light? Clutch, clutch delay valve. Clutch I'm delay sure valve, they did. Yeah. So this is the 130. <laughs> so it's that engine, that gear... I don't know if it's exactly the same gearbox, but it's a manual gearbox in a small one series package rear wheel drive great car I, you know what my problem is i just can't get over or i can't call any of the germ and nothing that the germans make as a hot hatch as in modern what about the volkswagen golf gti yeah back then, yeah oh, actually sorry that's the only car that i still think is still true ish there was a to being off. a hot hatch I, i've said that and then i realized there's a cut off the mark 8 golf gti is it a hot hatch or is it a warm oh, hatch I'd, now it's, it's probably a warm hatch and it's very overpriced i'd probably say the mark 5 was the last of the the mark 5 yeah i mean there's but i don't class the mark 4 as a hot hatch and, and, and i know i know you have a mark 5 gti yeah and we discussed mark 5 versus mark 6 versus mark 7 yeah. and and mark 5 versus mark 6 there's no difference the money doesn't warrant the difference it's not like the engine was any different or better the gearbox no. was the same the interior was pretty same. much the same yeah the Mark Five was a sensible choice, and then the, between the Mark Five and the Mark Seven, there's a marked difference in how mm. much they cost. Is it worth the uplift? No, it's no, not. No, not really. Mm. Not if you're after just a, a, a hot hatch where you know you feel a connection with driving. So yeah, I agree with you. Mark Five G, Golf GTR is probably the the one to go for. Yeah. Um, but I didn't go for it. I went for the 130i. Mm -hmm. yeah. V, you know, straight six engine, lovely, lovely engine, manual gearbox, M Sport spec, 2006 car. This one, 125,000 miles which is a lot, but... They got that straight six in there. They got that straight six in there, exactly. Small car, big engine. Now, the reason why the mileage didn't put me off is because the ad... First of all, this was a, uh, this was a personal, a private ad, not a mm. trader. Yeah. And 
the owner had had the car for a number of years and he had pictures of receipts of all the money he'd spent replacing mm. age-related items. So 125,000 miles is only really an issue if nothing has been done. You buy the car and now suddenly you've got to replace the shock absorbers that are worn and you've got to tackle all the other suspension yeah, components. You've yeah. got to replace bushings here and there. You've got to replace belts and yeah, pulleys and all yeah. sorts of stuff. This was all done. Really? This was all done. See, but to be fair, yeah, and 100, 125,000 miles of that era and that engine... That wouldn't bother me. Yeah. Because of that engine. Like some people look at it different. So I look at the most important thing is the engine. I don't mind if something else needs doing. But that engine from that era, you couldn't. I, you know what? It, my e, my e, the E38 I had. 728 no. was the same engine. It was it was the started life as the same engine. That yeah. was the 28 that became the 30. Yeah. My, 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 my E38, the 740 had like 100. 30,000 miles. My dad's 530 that we just sold, 2002, 164,000 miles. And I bet the engine was absolutely fine. Beautiful, mate. Yeah. Immaculate. So <clears throat> this car new, 26,000 pounds. Really? 2000, in 2006. That's back, not. That's good value, you know. It's good value, isn't it? This, uh, cars have gone up in price a lot in recent years. Brand new. Brand new, 26,000 pounds. With a straight six. Price, and that was the M Sport spec as well. You could get them in SE spec. Mm. This is M Sport. Um, price now, 4,200 pounds. What wow. a great way to spend four grand. Well, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a great way to spend four grand. Depreciation. Or buy a Rover 220 easy. Coupe for four grand. But Ooh, yeah, that's a, that's a less great way to no. spend £4,000. 84% depreciation. 25 grand, brand new. 26, yeah. 26, damn. Mm, I know. You're right, cars have got stupidly expensive. Cars have got stupidly expensive, because that was a great car. Jeremy Clarkson famously slated it and said the, the Mark V R32 was a better car and blah, blah, blah. Did he? Oh, I'm, sure it was. I'm sure it was and it is. And I've driven a Mark V R32. You think is you don't really... No, you can't really listen to Jeremy Clarkson opinions. He doesn't really... No, he's great. No. He's entertaining. But he's entertaining, but opinion-wise, because yeah. five minutes later, he'll, he'll, he'll contradict himself. Or I you often, read his column and he's... I often think himself. he's like you. I think he's enterta hey? his opinions are there for entertainment or to cause objection with everybody else. No, my opinions have substance. His opinions don't. <laughs> Because his opinions change depending on which medium he's using, whether it's Top Gear or the Telegraph. Well, or the I may Times start referring like to you yeah? as the Pandland Jeremy Clarkson. Fuck off. <laughs> um, you've done three cars, I've done two. I'm going to move on, go on to car number three. Go on in. Okay? Yeah, and yeah. again, I think another car that you're going to quite like. It's a Volvo. Oh, I know. So go bear on. in mind that I had the Audi RS6 because I wanted an airport run car and a fast estate car. T5. I kept the same thing, exactly. Well, although they didn't call it the T5 by the time I got around to buying it. It's the V70R. Oh, that's it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they replaced the estate. T5 with the R. It's an estate. It's the 2.5-litre turbo, five-cylinder engine. For all of those, for all of you that need to picture it, it's the one that Hammond decided to take to Africa with this stupid rim, 17-inch low-profile tyres. Um, no, it was uh, James May drove that one. Was it James? Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. Hammond had the su impress uh, Subaru in it, yeah, James May. And for anybody there. who doesn't watch Top Gear, uh, think of the cars that you used to draw when you were a child with a ruler... Yeah, cut straight the angles, cut the back of it. Police car, the old estate police car, Volvo. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's exactly yes, what yes, it is. Yeah. Yes. Um, that's when Volvo used to make interesting engines. Now, get this, right? This is a 2003 car. It's only done 65,000 miles. This is a cherished example. It's not single figures, is it? What? The mileage? No, the price. The price? Yes, it is. It's So 65,000 miles, a 2003 car. When I say super clean, I mean super clean. It's in that turquoise color that the R's came in, which I wasn't a big fan of. You know the color I'm talking of. It's exclusive to Volvo R's. They did the V70R in it. They did the S60R in it. It was a launch color for the S60R. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. that turquoise color. Three owners. So given its 
17 years old, three yeah. owners is not bad. Price new, £38,000. A lot of money. How much? £38,000. When did it come out? 2003. Very expensive for what it is. Price now. Ooh, the turquoise. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, I'm not a big fan I just remember. Yeah, Rover used to have one called Polynesian Blue or something like that. Oh, God, yeah. Hawaiian Blue. It was Hawaiian Blue. No, no, it was Polynesian. <laughs> Sorry. Polyn Polynesian Blue. You were going to write the Rovers. If my friends are listening to this, they're going to laugh about what I'm oh. about to say. Hawaiian Blue. There was a friend of mine at school, right? And uh, his father used to work for Rover. What was you launching? And he that, bought yeah. a brand new Rover 400. Yeah. Um, when we were at school. And it was that turquoise colour. And we always used to take a piss out of, take the piss out of his dad's car. Your dad's got this horrible turquoise rover. Mm. And he would get really upset and he goes, It's not turquoise, it's Hawaiian blue. And he used to get so upset about oh, yeah, it. Oh yeah, that one's yeah, yeah, Hawaiian yeah. blue. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I know it's Hawaiian blue. Oh, okay, because yeah, yeah, yeah. unfortunately we used to I think it used to be called Polynesia or something like that, I don't know. So yeah. Uh, yeah. David, if you're listening to this, sorry we used to take the piss out of your dad's Hawaiian blue <laughs> rover, but it wasn't blue, it was turquoise. Um, so yeah, it's the same it's a very similar colour to that. 38 grand new, 6,500 £6, pounds now, 83% depreciation. I told you, I said six, seven grand. Oh, yeah, mm. yeah. Now, the downside to this car, and I searched and searched for one, I couldn't find it. It has an automatic gearbox. I really wanted yeah, one I don't with think manual. It, I don't think it comes with a manual, oh, no. does it? If it I does, don't it's think it did. pretty bloody rare. Yeah, I don't think it did. I don't think it did. So, uh, auto is the only downside to that. I'm not against autos. It's just uh, order, yeah, I don't order. know. In that kind of car, it would be a downside. I mean, it's an estate car, so you don't, you're going to want... I'm just thinking old and older automatic gearbox. It's going to be a traditional torque converter. It's not going to be the most oh, efficient yeah, gearbox. Yeah, yeah, you're not yeah. going to be able to get the responsiveness out of the engine. But then we've got to accept that with the, with the, with the era, yeah? I think so, you do, I think, yeah. I think So, so it's a compromise I'll be willing to make, if yeah. I'm honest, for yeah. six and a half grand. So that's my three cars are an A8, a 130i, and a V70R. Nice. Car number four for you, please. Car number four for me is, let's go with, so car, what am I, car number four? Car number four. I'm, I'm going to add some more cars in, I don't care. Um, <laughs> so I'm going Five for, cars. okay, so I know I've been saying about modern cars and stuff, but there's one exception to my rule. There's always exceptions to and your I rules. Think you know, there's and, exceptions. and I think you know what I'm going to say now. So it's a BMW. Oh, I don't know. If you're talking modern, mm -hmm. but your idea of modern is different to everyone else's idea of modern. No, no, this is quite modern. So, BMW, four-door. Keep going. I'm trying to give you... The the, the next give thing I say is it's going to make it obvious. Give me a year. Uh, 17, 18, 19. Oh, four, oh, okay. I know exactly what it is you're after. Good choice. BMW 6 Series Grand Coupe. M6. M6 Grand Coupe. Yes. Good choice. And actually yes. has depreciated a lot yeah. in a very short amount of time. Oh, yeah. Comparatively. Oh, actually, yes. Yeah, 2018, isn't it? So it's not yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and wow. that, is the, uh, that is the only modern car they've done that is, I'm, you know I'm officially going to go on the record and say, you have uh, pleasantly surprised me. It's okay. taken nine episodes, <laughs> but you've pleasantly surprised me for once. Yeah, you can listen to what I say. Seriously. I know my shit. Go M6 right. Grand Coupe. I want to know M6, about M6 Grand Coupe. This mate, what what is there to know about? It's an M6 Grand Coupe. Yeah, it was it. The the choice is either in the blue or the black. I mean, you know, I think personally, I think a bigger car needs to be in a darker color. But I do like the. Um, I don't know what blue they call it actually. It's is the, it, it's, is it's it the dark. Like a, is it a dark? Uh, is it like the carbon black type blue? No, no, no. It's it, it, it's, it's a blue. Vibrant blue. Yeah, it's a it's a vibrant blue. But I'm just trying to figure. Oh, it just says blue on here, so it's the um, wait. Have a look. See, you might be able to. You might know. I wouldn't. Know you'll probably know, but you'll know the one I mean. That blue. 
Oh yes, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. it's not quite Le Mans Blue. Oh, no, yeah. I think it is Le Mans Blue actually. It might be, yeah. Le Mans Blue, but I mean that car is I mean, the shape, the the, the the proportions on it, the size, the styling, everything on it, and you you whack an M6 in. Uh, it's just engine, uh, yeah. Me, what more could you want out of a modern, like motorway? Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, four point four. This one's eighteen thousand miles. Yeah, so I How went. How old is this? One? I went for the. This is a two thousand fifteen. Okay, five years old. Five years old. Uh, eighteen thousand miles. Obviously, full service history. Eighteen thousand miles. Eighteen. In five years. Yeah. Wow, that has not been driven. It's not been driven, has it? But then this is the thing: a lot of these people that buy these cars don't drive them. Do How many owners? Is this is five plus. This is. <laughs> Oh, they normally tell you the owners, but it hasn't on here. Hang oh, on. that's a surprise. I bet you it has a lot no, of no. owners. No, hang on. It will say on there how many owners. I'll probably have to go to the front of the ad. It'll probably be like two owners, actually, I think. An unknown number of owners, which is always a bit of a red flag. Ask the number of owners. Yeah, I'll, I'll ask the number of owners because I'm about to buy them in my, in my dream. In your dream, yeah. with your fictitious yeah, money. my yeah. fictitious money, yeah. So I don't think it'll be that many owners, man. Probably about two or three, but... 18,000 miles on there, mate. These cars brand new. Mm, well, lots of money. These cars brand new, 100 grand. 100 grand for this car brand new. And obviously, it's not probably not going to depreciate a lot because it's not that old. But this one's on the market for 49 grand. That's a bit more than I thought you were going to say. But you know why? You know, these, these are very low mileage, though. It's not what. just the mileage. These aren't going to depreciate a lot. You know why? Because now they got the big, ugly ass whale model out. The 8 Series. No, the 6 is now... Uh, oh, the GT. It's for the midget Chinese. The GT. The GT, yeah. <laughs> the midget They've Chinese. made it bigger for midgets. <laughs> so your cousins will be... Probably fit like 50 of your cousins in there. <laughs> probably. Before you even get to the boot. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, in Birmingham, yeah, you see it parked up outside your place, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, so you don't you don't get the... Now they've got the 8 Series, which I'm not a fan of, but you can't get the M6 Grand Coupe anymore. They no, don't make can't. it. That was the last one, yeah. And that was... I think everyone... Would get, that was an immense view. That was an immense... I think at the bottom rung of the market, these are probably mid-30s. So that's where you're talking one that's a little bit leggy, maybe a little bit older, 2014. Yeah, that probably hasn't been looked after so well. Yeah, 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 you'll probably get it. That's 555 brake. So about 570 horse strengths, maybe. No, no, strengths are less, aren't they? Yeah, so you need more strength for to get... You need need more than one horse strength to get one horsepower. Oh, right, right, okay, yeah. I mean... Good choice. I guessed it. I, I again acknowledge that it's a it's a good car. You're wow. losing the it's game not, massively not, not. because this is only fifty one percent depreciation. Yeah. And the other thing How I'd like to I'm point off. out: four cars of the four, you have a seven fifty i, an S eight, and an M six Grand Coupe. Yeah. All of them are four door luxury cars. Yeah, but they're, lux- they're luxury beasts, mate. They're, okay, they're yes, beasts. they are. So if I need to put anyone in there, I can. And if I don't, they're still going to go like the clappers. They are. They and are, I'm not going to... I doubt... I'll, I, you're in the M6. You think you're, when you're honing that, I don't think you're going to realise you're in a four-door car. You probably won't. I think that's just as comfortable on the track as it is on the road. Yeah, it will the be. A8, the, 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 the uh, S8, yeah, is, is a bit heavy. But I don't think you'll notice... I don't think you'll care when you're in those. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wonder if there's enough variation. Go on then. Do you want to go into your final car and then I'll give you my? Oh, actually, no, no I, need you to go... do... I need to do car number four. Yeah, yeah you need to go into car number four. So I, I kind of stuck with my original, you know, kind of trying to mimic the new cars that I had. Yeah. So now it's time for my convertible. Oh, for God's sake! Although 
This is a convertible with an epic, epic engine. And in my defense, this model only came as a convertible. It's a hardtop convertible. It only came as a convertible and it's got one of the all-time great engines. Wait, wait. What do you mean it's a hardtop convertible only came as a convertible? Only, only came as a convertible. The hardtop is a folding metal roof. So it's, uh, the, the, the roof is a folding metal roof. So it's not a, a canvas roof. Still a convertible. It's still a convertible. I didn't say it wasn't. Yeah. It's Mercedes. a Mercedes. SL. And I was about to say, yeah, yeah. SL55 Five. AMG. Yeah, so yeah. we spoke, I think we spoke last week's episode yeah. about the 5.4. See, I had it on my list, but I took it off. Um, great, great engine. Noise. Oh my God, what yeah. a noise. Nasp, but, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, no, no, V8. This was supercharged. This was the 5.4 litre V8 supercharged. What year? 2004. This was the one that Jeremy Clark. Oh, sorry, sorry, Nasp. Nasp, yeah, yeah. So I was thinking turbo against. Uh, supercharged. Nasp. Yeah, yeah, it's not, yeah, yeah. So it's a supercharged engine, not mm-hmm. a turbocharged engine. Um, Horsepower, many. Torque, lots, <laughs> huge amounts. Yeah. Performance, yes. Mm-hmm. 0 to 60, low. All of the things that you would want in a mm. car like this. Yeah. And the roof comes off. Wow. Just, no, that's just, not... just incredible. Um, the even more incredible. I don't think they, did, they didn't even do it a coupe, did they? No, the no, last they coupe they did was previous gen, the twin. The, the SL has always been a convertible car, right? They do, the, the coupe is the CR, which is based on the S class. And the SL has always been a coupe. Uh, yeah, yeah, a yeah, convertible yeah, yeah. model. Now these, in two thousand and four, which was back when you could buy your one thirty i for twenty six grand, mm-hmm. these were ninety thousand pounds. Lots and lots of money, huge amounts of money. Um, this one, seventy six thousand miles, not a lot, given that it's a sixteen year old car. Full service history, that's kind of all they had really told me. Looks nice, looks clean, it was black, good colour, resale mm-hmm. value, blah, 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 blah. 15,000 of your earth pounds. Really? That is great value for money. And I know you're not a fan of them. You put a personalised number plate on it, it doesn't have to be oh, the name. F- what, 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 that's got nothing to do, what has that got to do with anything? Hide the age. It's got nothing to do with horsepower. You can hide the age without putting your frigging name all that's over it. That's what I said, yeah? it doesn't have to be the name. Before okay. you interrupt me and start abusing me, let me finish what I'm about to say. You don't have to put your name on there. You can put personalized yeah. registration that hides the age of that car. Okay. People would look at that and go, that's a £100,000 car all day long. Yeah, it probably would. 15 grand. Pound, yeah. The noise alone is worth 15 grand. Yeah, actually, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah, I mean, what a car. So, eight, is, yeah, 83% yeah. depreciation, and that is one hell of a machine. It is, it is. You know what? And, when and that by gets the way, going, that wasn't me searching for the cheapest one. That was me searching for one that was a good example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't search for the cheapest one either. One I that I would buy. That, if yeah, I was yeah, going to go shop exactly. for that vehicle, yeah, that's the yeah, one yeah, I would pick. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, 15k uh, from something that was nice. 90 grand. Nice. See, I had the 65 on my list, but that was a bit too new. And I, and I was considering the SLS, but again, that's just for twats. The SLS? Yeah. No, I don't think they've appreci- depreciated. Oh, no, no, no. They, they have really. doors. Maybe about for Yeah, that's why it's for twats, really. But it's just like yeah, yeah, it hasn't it hasn't gone it hasn't gone much maybe thirty grand but yeah that's because now they've replaced it with the AMGT haven't they yes they have yeah yeah actually the the SLS didn't have a very long run did it it got replaced pretty quickly uh yeah it did it was a great car great car Uh, great engine it had the six point two liter naturally aspirated V wait 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 yeah yeah now you're saying engine you said great car I don't think it was a great car what's wrong with it. Mate, you couldn't even go around the roundabout in it like any more than ten miles an hour. What the back end? Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't say it was a great for. car. I mean, it was a. That's what they're for. It was a feel-good car, yeah, yeah but not a great good. car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. no pin sharp Ferrari. It never was meant to be. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay. Go on then. Do you want to go for do your last card? Have I got my last one? Yeah, you've okay. got one more. All right. And you're not doing very well. Doesn't well. I'm not about to. Do Started well, out either. strong. See, I, I'm not going to go with this one because I want to put something else in this. But I still got. I need to give a shout out to the Rover Vitez 820 Coupe. <laughs> you have to give a okay. shout out to yes. a car that Which cares about. Another it. awesome car, well ahead of its time, uh-huh. ahead of everyone else's game. Right. It should have come out a lot later, but the problem is they were out too early. People couldn't actually fathom and catch up with what they were doing. So it's a shame, but that was I will a admit, actually. Large. If and I showed model, you one. Yep. If it's the model I'm thinking of, the seats look incredibly comfortable. Oh, this is man. my issue. Beautiful. We've said this in previous episodes as well. Modern cars aren't comfortable. They're not. There's an obsession with sport. No. Sports everything. I don't need a seat yeah. to be sporty. Mercedes probably have the most uncomfortable cars. Yeah. That's what I need. And the yeah. seats in that Rover 800. Plush. They did. They look like couch, like small couches. Yeah. yeah. Recliner chairs. These days now, really, the seats are just, just thin. Like leather, and... really thick, soft. Yeah, that would be a comfortable place to mm. sit. It's, a, it's, it's convenient that it's comfortable because you'd be probably sat on the inside lane of the motorway in the hard shoulder, <laughs> broken down, waiting for someone to recover you. And um, you'd need somewhere comfortable to sit. Although that's... you're not allowed to sit inside the car anymore on the hard shoulder because that's dangerous. Yeah, you have to stand outside. I mean, to be fair, the Up seat the could probably come out if you give it a swift kick. <laughs> so you could take the seat out, carry it over to the side of the road, sit in a field in a really, really comfortable chair. Take the rear bench out. Take the rear, yeah. You've only got two clips in there. One, one hell of a bed, that would be. <laughs> You've um, only got two clips. Yeah, whilst, whilst the RAC or AA turn up to, uh, to recover you. So yeah, I can see why. Oh. Right, and my last, last car, Ferrari. Oh gosh, okay, Ferrari. I wonder if this is going to do well in terms of points. F three five five. Oh, what a car! Berlinetta, or however you pronounce it, I don't care. Berlinetta. Berlinetta. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let me tell you a, a little story. I have a story about everything. I was just so excited to have you recorded for a month, so my don't story's make some out. shit up. You um, this was a car that I aspired to own by the time I was twenty five, and I really wanted one. And back then, when I started researching, this is so I started working. Like, left uni at twenty one, started working, and I gave myself four years. To get an F three five five, because do you know how much they were going for? 35, what were you doing? Dealing drugs. Thirty five thousand pounds would have bought you an F three five five. Oh, so you're talking about a toy MR two kit, aren't you? No, no, that's no, what no. you would have done. Proper brummy, yeah. No, no, <laughs> one of gen, them gen, that were actually endorsed by Ferrari, if you believe it or not. Genuinely, no, um, no, no. Genuinely, this would have been in two thousand and seven when I started researching them. Two thousand seven, these hmm. cars were 35 grand actually you know what they probably were yeah. and, and, and if you wanted a like so the red ones were cheap and the yellow ones were cheap if you wanted a Tour black Tour de France blue uh, uh, yeah, that would, black, yeah. yeah if you wanted a blue or black um, non-convertible then you were looking at maybe kind of 45k the super low mileage pristine examples were 50k how much is a super low mileage pristine example one of these now well, first I've got to tell you how much they were brand new. Well, let me tell you why I didn't buy one when I was 25. Not because I'm an utter failure in life. It's because I ended up getting married instead. Dealing enough drugs. I didn't deal enough drugs and I got married instead. At 25? So I, I was married at 24. Oh, that explains a lot. <laughs> I'm not going to take the piss out of you anymore. I'm going to go easy on you. <laughs> he's, right. he's had a hard life. Yeah. Poor kid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, I decided to spend my money on a wedding instead See, black, rather than a Ferrari. Fer- Ferrari's the only car I wouldn't get in black. You know that? Oh, okay. The Tour de France blue is nice. Mm-hmm. I hate the yellows in them. Hate the yellow. And I'm talking of that era. Forget now. But I think you, you couldn't really have one in anything other than red, could you? Yeah. So you know, thirty-five grand would have got you one back. Yeah. Then. Yeah. So when these came out, and you know what the you know what the greatest thing about these was? Everything. Well, everything. Yeah, but the gear shift. Gated manual 
Yes, yeah. wonderful. What a thing yes. of. I'm and just sure the look I'm, of it, plated there in yeah. chrome or wherever I mean, it was, I've, it's just. I've, I've and driven it's a straight I've, stick. I've like, driven one. I've driven a left-hand drive one. Oh yeah. And I must yeah. admit, driving it as a left, this was the first left-hand drive car I ever drove. Yeah. And drive, experiencing my first left-hand drive car and it being a gated manual Ferrari, it. It it's ruined easy, the experience. It? It's very difficult. It ruined the experience for me. I, I fluffed yeah. up a few gear changes, yeah. like going into uh, fifth rather than going into uh, third, third and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah because it, I really, really wish that that was a right-hand drive car that I, that I drove, but it just wasn't available. And with that, like you had to know how to drive mm. just because of that gated yeah. gate shifter. But the way the stick just came up straight as well. Yeah. It was um that was yeah. But it was a great place to be. Engine made a lovely oh, noise. So was, much torque. Yeah. You know that that that, how the that hell gear shift. Did you drive that? Hey, I, I did a I did a track day. Oh okay okay. Um, but yeah, when I accidentally changed, intending to go from fourth to third, I went from fourth to fifth. There was enough torque in the engine that it didn't matter. Yeah. They're yeah. really really torquey. They are. Well, they're brave people. Letting someone putting those out on a track. Yes, this was some time ago before they hit modern classic status and commanded whatever. So brand new, a hundred and one thousand pound. Yeah, a hundred and one. In, in what pound. year is this? Yeah, so this this one is a nineteen ninety eight. Okay, yeah, that's a lot of money back in nineteen ninety. It's a stupid amount of money, but hey, it's a Ferrari. Yeah, yeah, and if yeah, you yeah. look at the mid engine V eight Ferraris now. 250 grand, 280 grand, well, I think. You look at, well, mid-end, but you look at the F12. Is that what the new one is? It's like uh, 200 grand. Yeah, so I mean 250, yeah, 280 yeah. grand. So I don't know what the, if, if 100 grand in today's money is worth 250, 280 grand, but it yeah, feels yeah, like well cars are yeah, you know, yeah. kind of, it's priced equivalent to it, to the equivalent car today. So yeah. it doesn't really surprise me too much, 101 grand for a 355. So this one is... Uh, one owner, 19,000 miles on the clock. You do realise the aim of the game is for it to depreciate, not inflate Man, I had money to burn. I didn't give a shit, I was burning it. Um, I don't need to go around, obviously, service history and everything and stuff like that. And keys, the tags, the lot, yeah? Go on, take a guess. Um, sixty Between sixty to 70,000, I would imagine it is now. I think it's going to narrow down a bit than that. Uh, 68,000 pounds. 94 and a half. No way. 94 and a half. There's another one on for 80,000. And there was another one on for um, uh, 89,000. 94 and a half. So in, what year did you say? 1998? 1998. In 22 years, that vehicle has depreciated us just 6%. Yeah. Now, in actual fact, what it's done is that would have been a car that would have depreciated down to that 35 grand figure that I Well, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, you heard so it. Yeah. So, at some point since 2007, it's gone from mid 30s, it's tripled in value. Yeah, and that's that just my argument about new cars are shit. The only reason it's, it's gone up is because the new cars that they're making are just technology fests. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm missing some they're of the They're just churned out cars. for idiots and anyone to be able to drive. Yeah. That car is a, is a pure driver's car. The cars these days, anyone can get in and drive them. You can get in and drive an M6, a Ferrari, <laughs> a Lambo, a Porsche, anything. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, that's, no, that's what's taken away from cars. There's no, these manufacturers, like if you think about Mercedes, Mercedes back in like the 80s, 90s, their cars were over-manufactured. They were over-engineered, sorry. Over, yeah, yeah. Over-built. Yes. The quality, you, know, you close the door on those cars. You boom, knew you closed the door, yeah. Boom. These days, everything's just tin. Yeah. And the prices are going up. Uh, cars are becoming... And all they're giving you is a frigging clutch start. Cars are becoming disposable. 
Yeah, yeah. Whereas previously they were built to last. You know, you bought a car, you you owned it in your family for 10, 15 years or whatever. Oh, yeah, they lost it. Now you, I wouldn't even say you buy a car, Mm. now you lease a car or effectively rent a car for three years and then you throw it away and start. And they're more unreliable now as well. No, because they're designed to last three years. Yeah, I was about to say three years. I think they're designed to last 60, 70K, right? And why? Because they want people to keep coming back to buy a new car. If they design cars to last forever, well, people won't come back to buy new cars. Yeah. You just get like the badge wankers that would keep coming back on oh, a new car. It's very true. Very true. Um, speaking of badge wankers then, because that's exactly what you're going to say about my last car. So my last car is my track car. I haven't got a track car so far. So my track car is a mid, yeah, it is a mid-engine, mid-rear-engined, uh, rear-wheel drive, six-cylinder German car. Coupe. Coupe. Porsche. Porsche. It'll probably be the. It's got to be one of the ones with scaffolding in it, right? No, it's not because oh, this okay. was a depreciation challenge, and the scaffolding oh, yeah, okay, cars okay. are worth stupid amounts of money, and I couldn't tell you why. This Nine is four? a no. This is a Porsche Cayman S. Oh God! So I specifically went for the S, oh. which is that's not a, that's not a badge wanker. You just like a wannabe. It's not because yeah, I didn't because because this is a track car and this is a mid-engine car where you will get the best out of it on track, not on road. So why don't you go for a GT86? Um, because of depreciation. GT86s were oh, cheap to start new. with yeah, and they're yeah. relatively new. Yeah, that's true. This Porsche Cayman S. E36 so, M3. <clears throat> again, they've suffered from this classic car tax yeah, yeah. Pre- appreciation syndrome. Yeah, but I would have still done it for the sake of having some respectability. Now you just yeah, no, I've thrown respect out of the window because I wanted to win the game. Well, yeah, you've done um, that but I would, I would genuinely, I would genuinely go and buy and own a Porsche Cayman S. Yeah, I know you would. Yeah. That's so, the sad thing about it. So 2005 car, 3.2 litre flat six, mid-engine. Uh, 2005, this was a private sale, um, well-cared-for car, full-service history, uh, just had tires all replaced. The, the the owner went to the trouble of putting on the Porsche N rated tires and stuff. No, no, it's not. That was the Boxster. The Boxster was the convertible. The Cayman was the coupe. Um, and you can probably also, tell I'm not listening. Only the listener. And also well known for being the the better of the two cars. Uh, the better of what two? The Porsche and the the, the Boxster and the, the Cayman. Be, the better of the the Cayman is the Boxster. It was just they just changed the name. No, no, it wasn't. The Boxster was designed to be a convertible from ground up, and the Cayman was the Replaced equivalent. the Boxster, yeah? No, they came out, they were around at the same time. Stop, stop making up Porsche facts. Both okay. models were available at the same time. Okay. One was a coupe, one was a convertible. No, I'm sure the Cayman came out a long time afterwards, isn't it? Not a long time afterwards, but they were both running at the same time. This is a 2005 car, and the Boxster... So I think the... Did uh, the Boxster the, come out? It didn't come the, out the Boxster in the 90s, came out in the late 90s, yeah, 99, yeah, 98, okay. 99. So about... Four or five years afterwards, they released the Cayman. Okay. 2005 car. This is the Cayman S, so it's the the, the engine to have. Uh, 98,000 miles again, because it's been well cared for, money has been spent on it, not really bothered about the mileage. Um, this was a £39,000 car when it was new in 2005. £39,000? £39,000. Do you know how much a Cayman is today, these days? Probably something stupid like 70 grand. Don't care as well. So they've gone up a lot. Uh, in, that's in probably because you have to pay for the wipers the indicators the steering wheel no I think Porsche have the, moved away from that no they haven't that way of thinking they have, no. they have. As, I, as I discovered in my 911 Turbo that I bought last week okay. came with everything didn't need to add any extras to it at all uh, 39 grand when it was new now yours for £10,995 yeah but you wouldn't want to buy it 11 grand 
That is actually the worst performing of all my depreciation cars. That only suffers 72% depreciation. It's the worst of all your cars. You know, you could buy a Rover 220 Coupe Turbo, which would keep up with the Boxer S. Not about keeping up, actually but having fun on a track. You would have fun. See, have you ever driven a Rover? Um, so you can't really have an opinion, no, can you? I haven't. Have so I, you can't have an opinion. But have I driven a dreary... Now you just sound like one of those sad bastards that write articles about cars without actually even driven them. Okay, yeah. yes, potentially I do. Yes. Although I have driven a mid 90s Honda Accord, and I can imagine that that's pretty much the same as driving a mid 90s. What? Road. No! No, a Honda what, Honda That's no. true because actually the Honda Accord would have had a more reliable engine, oh more, a smoother my engine, God. and a better no. gear change. Oh my, no, listen. <laughs> Wait, that's it. I, I will. I'm, I'm looking for one, and when I find that Rover Coupe, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the keys to it and say, "Here you go, drive it, and tell me you didn't have fun in it." Fine. You're just, you're just a bad. You're just a. Uh, you're not a bad wanker, to be fair. I'm a bit harsh on that sense, but you, you, you I'm just, you, I'm just a wanker. You're just a wanker, yeah. <laughs> but you've just never driven one, and you need to drive one. Okay, let's round up the scores because uh, we've come to the end of our five cars. So your five. Let's just remind everybody. Seven fifty E thirty eight. M6 Grand Coupe, F355, the Rover 220 Coupe Turbo, and the Audi S8. Yep. So I'm going to total it all up. Your cars, when they were shiny new, would have cost you £379,000. That's not bad, you know. For those, for that selection of cars, yeah, not bad. Today, those cars would cost you... A hundred and sixty-eight and a half grand. The three five five screwed me over, didn't it? It did. Your total average depreciation was fifty-six percent. Not that great. I'm just thinking. I couldn't have really switched it out with anything else because I had I had an NSX in there actually. They've gone up in price too. Exactly. If you'd have bought your NSX twelve years ago, you would have been all right. Yeah. I could have thrown the Vitez in there, but again that didn't cost that much new anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not really doing well in terms of the stats. Um so just to remind everyone my five This calculation you gave me was wrong by the way. No, I don't, I'm not I'm not responsible for how you use Excel. I asked you for the formula, you messed it up. You typed it wrong. Um so my five, the Audi A eight diesel, the BMW one thirty I, the Volvo V seventy R the Mercedes SL55 AMG, and the Porsche Cayman S. I do like the V70 going like that. New, these cars would have cost 258 grand. Oh, shit, you started, oh. So I started with a lower figure. Today, all of those cars, and they are actual examples available to buy, as are yours, £43,190. You fucking cheapskate. 43 grand that's an 83% depreciation and for your 43 grand you get a V8 A8 SC long wheelbase luxury car a BMW 130i one of the best engines BMW ever produced in a nimble hot hatch body shell the V70R a five cylinder Volvo engine need I say more SL55 AMG, a hammer with a supercharger attached to it, and a Porsche Cayman S so that Omer can hate you for the yeah, rest of your life. Yeah, that lets you down. That's going to let you down. What so. a choice for 43 grand. That's a lot of cars for the That money. is a lot of cars. And I will hand it to you. If you hadn't gone stupid and bought your F355, which was 100 nah, of your, on, man. Which was 100 of your 168 grand, more or less. I should have picked, I should have picked a shit. I should have picked a shit uh, You'd have picked option of it. Something that was rusting. <laughs> <laughs> that still would have been about 80 grand. That yeah, would have been your 80 true. grand example. That's true. 
Um, so uh, yeah, I I win. My eighty three percent depreciation plays your fifty six percent. No, you don't win because it was a fake game. So I win. And what matters is people's opinions, and they're going to go for the cars that I went for. Yes. No so. one's going to go for you. There's only one person I know of. We both know of that's going to agree with you on the Cayman. and we won't say names yeah badge wankers Uh, so yes that brings us to the end of the episode I had a bit of fun doing that I actually had a lot of fun doing that did you have fun doing that yeah apart from you messed up my formula apart from I messed up his formula which what did it make you think that you did better than you actually did well yeah because I had the 750 no I didn't actually I had the the 750 at 80 grand and it's now on for 1200 it's saying 99% depreciation 1200 you said 12,000 12,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not 99% depreciation. That's oh, 85%. shit. I got it wrong on here, and I? There we go. Penny drops. Oh, that's better. 85%. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so everything was right, and you yeah, still lost. All right, all right, yeah. Well, right. actually, I don't know. I'd say I'd, I'd say I got the better cars. The only one I'll give you is the is the Volvo. The Volvo. Oops, sorry. Yeah, I'll give you the Volvo. Okay. Did you have anything else on your list that you didn't I didn't. Put in? No, no, no. I, went, I, I, I was quite... Focused on my uh, laser oh, focused man. on my list. I had I did consider an Alfa Romeo Barrera. Okay, yeah, yeah. But then so. you realised that you'd have to push it home. And alongside <laughs> yeah. your Rover, you like, Mose, where are alongside you? your Rover and your S8, you thought I've already got enough cars. That <laughs> and that's all three of them lined up after the other towed to one another. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. Okay, so yeah, that was that was good. I really really enjoyed that. Um, so that's episode nine. As we said in episode eight, next episode, episode ten is a special one because we're doing a Q and A. Oh yeah. So you're gonna put this up on in the, the, our lists on Instagram, yeah? The list of cars. Yeah. Yeah, I'll put up the list of cars. So, so that it shows can, that I won. Yeah. So when people well, vote for we it. know I won just because of the. Actual, that doesn't matter. It's the, uh, this is a democracy. It's the people's vote. The, it's it's the figures. It's 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 not. It, no. it, this was all about figures. We you can you guys can also vote. Yeah. Which five cars would you rather have? Would you spend 170 grand on O's selection of cars, or would you spend 43 grand? on my selection of cars. Start sharing the damn Instagram page, man. We've still only got like 10 followers. We've got more than 10. Not many more than 10. We've got got about 12. (laughs) Yeah. So Um, you don't need to start doing and sharing it. Come on, man. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Sorry, going back to what we were saying. Q&A episode next week. Oh, yeah. Which we are going to record the day before it comes out. Scary. Well, yeah, especially if it takes you a week to edit it. Well, that one's not going to take me a week to edit it. It can't take me a week to edit it. So we will record that and we will uh, upload it as soon as we can. You guys now have one week after hearing this to continue getting your questions in. Um, Hopefully, uh, as I say this, we'll have already had some questions coming in to us from episode eight in our announcement in episode eight. Any questions, nothing is off limits. As we previously said, the disclaimer is going to disappear for episode 10. So if you want actual advice from us, we will give you actual advice as well. Ask us anything. Ask us about our car history, if you like. Ask us about why we decide to sit here and and talk drivel at you for an hour each week. Um, Anything, car buying advice, car selling advice, car maintenance advice. It doesn't have to be questions. Abuse mode, send in abuse. If you'd like to send in abuse and put a question mark at the end of it so that it's technically a question, we're good with that as well. Yeah. Apply for the job. Apply for Mo's job. And how can they submit these questions, though? They can submit them, well, on Instagram, really, only. We've got an email address, haven't we? We have. Well, what is it? You forgot. You still don't know the email address. D- uh, drivel at Drivel. You get it wrong every time, and it's brilliant. It's drivelpodcast2020 Why at gmail.com. Why you it so long and complicated? I couldn't. I, this, was, this was the Drivel only. at gmail.com. Drivel at gmail.com was taken. Drivelpodcast at gmail.com was taken. Drivel2020. Drivel at gmail.com was taken. Drivelpodcast. Oh, at drivel.com.
No, because then that would me require me to set up an email domain as drivel.com. And if I oh, did that, okay. I could call it wherever I like. Why would I call it O oh, right. if I did that? Well, because I'm the I main star. I Gmail account. Is that all right All with right, you? fine. Keeping in mind... Right, what is it? They've probably forgotten. Dri- drivel2020 at... No, it's not. Stop. This is the correct one. It's drivelpodcast2020 at gmail.com. I will put that up on the Instagram post so that you guys, if you want to email us a question, you can. If Instagram's not, interact easier. with us on Instagram. We are at Drivel Podcast on Instagram, and we still do have a Facebook page. We do have it, but I don't really do anything on it. Maintains. Yeah. But if we you get want to submit a question on there, yeah. you can. It's Drivel on Facebook. Yeah, we get one like a month. So please, please, please submit your questions for next week's episode. I'm really, really looking forward to, to the questions that you guys are going to submit, seeing yeah. them and answering them. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. You guys can help make sure it's fun by asking us some pretty entertaining questions yeah. as well. Share the page, put a bumper, drivel bumper sticker on, stick it in your windows or whatever when you're driving. Yeah, advertise. even though there are no such thing as drivel bumper stickers. Uh, or it's one word, they can just write it down. <laughs> they're gonna, you're asking our fans to make their own bumper stickers. Yeah. Quite a lot. Rather than ask you to make your own bumper stickers, we do have an ask of you, as we do every week. First of all, thank you so much for listening. If you stuck with us for the hour and 15 minutes that we've been driveling in this episode, thanks. We appreciate it. We appreciate that it can be painful, but we absolutely do oh, appreciate every Imagine speech. how I feel Saturday with Mo. He loves it, really. We appreciate it each and every one of you every single time that you listen to this episode um, we ask of you if you've enjoyed this episode if anything in this episode struck a chord with you made you laugh made you smile made you question um, why we do what we do uh, had you nodding in agreement at our disclaimer that yes these guys are in fact not professionals in the slightest (laughs) then please do us a favor uh, go on to either Stitcher or Apple Podcasts Leave us a rating, a five-star rating, and leave us a review. You can yeah. say anything you like in that review. The review can be crap, but the rating has to be five stars, right? Exactly yeah. that. The review can be crap, but the rating needs to be five stars. Yeah. Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, give us reviews and ratings. Any other platform that you're listening on, you will have the ability to be able to subscribe. If you haven't already, I don't know why, subscribe. You won't miss a new episode. Whenever I upload a new one, it will appear in your queue as if by magic. And the next time you turn on whatever phone or device used to listen to these things it will tell you a new episode of drivel is up and your day will be complete and there's a 1994 rover 220 turbo coupe on cars and classic 7850 okay and on that bombshell on that bombshell i'm not sure if we were ready to end i don't know if there was something else i was going to say i mean we could end you're just going to chat more i was just just going to say thank you to everybody please like please share uh tell it if if you enjoyed the episode tell people about it so they can go and listen um, we've got people listening all over the world, which every single time I say that, oh, his response is... What? Right, now I'm going to say this now and you actually listen. Okay, sorry. Whenever I tell you that we have people listening from all over the world, your response is... It's because we're international. I know that. That's the definition of having listeners all over the world. Every time I've ever said it to you, you've gone, that blows my mind, or wow, or something to that effect. Well, no, because I'm not surprised now that people listen to me. I can understand why they listen to me. But actually, you know what does surprise me is that Americans listen to us. Oh, I really tried hard, guys. I tried hard Do you know, to no, no, tee no. him up to not be big-headed and to just for once be humble and say, yeah, I can't believe that people all over the world are listening to us. Because that's what he says to me in private. No, that was at but the start. That was at the start. For some reason, his ego grows larger than his head. And for those of you that know O, he has a pretty large head anyway. 
It's not actually that big. No, at the start, the first three, four episodes, yeah, I did think. I was like, why did... When you used to give me the stats like this many, I would actually say to you, listen, how are we getting like 100 on 100 on 100 week on, week in, week out? That did amaze me. And then when we would like... 100 on 100. What's like, extra listeners? Sorry. We've got like 15 listeners in total. Have we? <laughs> Oh, it's probably your typos. But I mean, the, the countries that we see, right? The countries that we see people listening to is like, oh, that's great. But now I've, I've realised it's because I'm good. <laughs> is that what it is? So that's, that must be the reason. No, jokes aside, we appreciate anyone and everyone that listens to us, no matter where they're listening to us, to be fair. Because like Mo said, jokes aside, we're not pros or anything like that. We just, we literally just chat drivel in on here in here as we do like most of the day to be fair so it's yeah. just it's, 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 it's this is just a load of opinionated rubbish so thank you for taking time out of doing whatever you do to listen to it absolutely yeah thank you and on that bombshell we will leave it there until next time drive safe be safe listen to the disclaimer before the next episode so mo doesn't have to go over it again well the next episode won't have a disclaimer because it's episode 10 all right that's all right then so, uh, yes, look forward to that one. Submit your questions. One final reminder. Submit your questions, submit your questions, submit your questions. Share, 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 like. Goodbye. Bye-bye.